Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. We have not, I, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface. Wolf's over there dancing to no, Alien Ant Farm. Well, you're doing something. You're lurching to Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, yeah. lurching is a good way. The lurch. <laughs> Kevin Ray is joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. K Ray, what is going on? What is going on, gentlemen? Everything. All the time. <laughs> Just all fired up, Kay. I mean, where do you begin? Where do you start on this multifaceted story in regard to the Phoenix Suns acquiring Bradley Beal? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I'm not surprised that there, you know, there was a move. I, I guess, <clears throat> you know, a month ago, six weeks ago, if you would have told me Bradley Beal would be a Phoenix Sun, I would have been, you know, highly skeptical just for a number of reasons. But, you know, deals deals get done uh, because of the people behind the scenes understand the inner workings of teams and structure the contracts and, and rosters far better than any of us do. Uh, a lot of complex details. So, but, I, you know, as I've kind of had a chance to absorb this a little bit, guys, it, it's a little bit like, have you ever, like, done a little, you know, work at the house and you, let's say, <laughs> no. painted, you know, painted one room? You know, you <laughs> so you don't walk around with a tool belt the house? No, as a matter of fact, I don't, but I do walk around Home Depot <laughs> with a big tape measure on. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you paint one room in your house and you're like, wow, that looks great. And... Then you keep walking by that room and you're like, man, now like the, the, the rest of the, the rest of the rooms need like some, some freshening up, some updating. And I kind of feel like that's, that's where we're at with this Suns team. You know, they made the deal for Kevin Durant. Uh, he was the, the fresh coat of paint, but you know, you keep walking by that room and you look at the other rooms, you're like, God, we, we've got to update the rest of the house. And that's kind of where the Suns are at. And uh, I've got a feeling that, uh, that there's more fresh paint coming, so to speak. Yeah, that's sort of where I was going to go next. Matt Ishbia seems like somebody, and I like how he's running this team, but he seems like somebody who wants the entire house painted this offseason, K-Ray, and, and he's not going to wait around. Um, and logically, I guess that would mean DeAndre Ayton is at least something to be considered here going forward. What do you think their next move is? Well, that's a, that is the great question, uh, Luke, and, and it's interesting how, you know, you heard, we all heard two or three weeks ago about the market for DA was quite lean, uh, and that came from, from more than just one source. But since the Beal deal uh, was struck, it has apparently, you know, the, the phone lines have been lighting up. So, it, it, you know, you, you not only get a dynamic three-level score in Bradley Beal, but now you, you know, create this window that maybe wasn't there uh, two or three weeks ago. And what that window open will bring in uh, remains to be seen. But I, I think if you're a Suns fan, you're feeling more optimistic about what this roster could look like in the next let's say you know two to three weeks 
because of making a move like that. You know, because right now I know Suns fans are like, well, yeah, great. Bradley Beal's fantastic and all, but look how much money we've got tied up and we're in the same dilemma we were when we got knocked out of the playoffs, which is our, you know, our bench, our depth. What are we losing there? You know, you, you can you can evaluate the trade on its own merits. You can't evaluate this roster until, you know, until the roster is created. And I think we're still quite a ways away from that. Kay, wouldn't you love to see what Frank Vogel could actually do with DeAndre Ayton, though? <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you yeah, isn't I mean, there part- a little bit of you that wants to see that before they move him? Uh, yeah, part of me does, Wolf. And, and look, maybe maybe it'll still happen. But I, I think if we're if we're all being honest with ourselves, um, how many times have we have we all sat there and said maybe this will be the the voice that inspires and motivates? <laughs> oh, maybe this will be the voice uh, that inspires and motivates. And you start kind of looking at the situation and saying, well, man, you're talking about Hall of Fame voices, you know, trying to inspire. And it it, it didn't seem to be the case. And I know the stuff that was reported, you know, yesterday in regards to relationships with, you know, Monty and, you know, and players. Uh, But look, you know this, Wolf, as an athlete, like, if you're going to be great, or if you're going to be really good at something, you've got to be motivated yourself. There, there, there's no, you know, you can read motivational books all you want, but like, unless you like act upon what you are reading, unless you take those steps, it does no good. And I think that is the, the challenge that, you know, this coaching staff and, and, you know, James Jones and the organization are in right now is, yes, like you, intrigued by what Frank Vogel could do, but right. will that be enough? Would it be enough? You know, and would it even be long-term? Yeah, it's a great point. Talking to Kevin Ray, um, yeah, you feel like Frank Vogel could maybe raise DA's ceiling, but only <laughs> DA can raise the floor. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but the floor is still the floor. If DA is not going to do it consistently. <laughs> Um, okay, I, I tell you, there's a lot of different uh, you know opinions on this trade. It's definitely a unique trade. There's a lot to like about it. There are some potential questions. I get all that. But one question I, I don't have, and, and maybe I should, want to get your thoughts on this, is how Devin Booker and Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant are all going to fit together. I don't know exactly how it's going to look yet, but I don't have any doubt that those three can figure it out. Do you? No. No, especially, you know, especially with the, the small sample size that we saw with uh, KD and, and Book. Um, you know, KD came in and immediately, you know, recognized and said as much like, this is, this is Devin Booker's team. I'm here because of Devin Booker. I want to play with that dude. Uh, and, and it speaks to, you know, the way KD sees the game and sees his teammates. Uh, I've not been around Bradley Beal that much. I know he is an intense competitor. I know he wants to win. And I feel like as a result of that, you know, him coming here, knowing the pecking order, it's just a matter of getting the feel, you know, the general nuances that that you've got to experience, you know, in game with one another. And that's where, you know, that's where training camp is going to be so important. That's where, knock on wood, 
health is going to be so important. You know, we saw what the, the lack of playing time together uh, and the impact of that, unfortunately, for, you know, for Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and the rest of this team in their playoff run. So health will be a big start of that. But I, I don't have any reservations whatsoever about these three figuring out, you know, how how the game needs to be played in order for them as a collective and their team to be successful. Okay, do you ultimately it comes down to this? Do you think the Suns can win a championship? Uh, I do, but again, I, I think we have to. You know, everybody wants to. You know, like like Vegas has already changed the odds. The Suns went from you know plus nine hundred, I think it was before the trade, to now plus six hundred. Well, that's great. But again, we can't fully assess what the potential of this team is until the roster gets filled out. Uh, yes, we've got three dynamic scores, you know, three 20-point scores, and you've got three guys, three guys who are all multi-level scores, you know, level is scoring, at, uh, you know, on all three levels. That, that's hard to come by. So you look at the explosiveness and you say, my goodness, who's going to stop them? But as we know, you know, those three guys can't play 48 minutes for 82 games. So you still need some parts and pieces before you can fully assess, like, is this team championship worthy? But it's certainly a good start when you're talking about Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Bill. Okay, it's probably not fair to do this to you with only about 30 seconds left, but I just, Chris Paul, just your thoughts on, on being around this team, what he meant to the direction of the franchise over the last three years. Yeah, you know, as I tweeted out yesterday, it, you know, it, it's bittersweet because, you know, seeing and feeling uh, the the impact of Chris Paul, and, and not just on the floor, but organizationally, uh, what, what he meant to this team, and such a critical foundational piece in, in order to get this franchise turned around. And, you know, I, I hate it for him that he came so close again to a championship, close as he's ever been, and they fell short. And unfortunately, his body, you know, robbed him of the last couple of opportunities to do so. But uh, that, that is a guy I hold with uh, great reverence mm-hmm. and respect. Uh, what he brought to this team, to the organization, and, you know, for me as a broadcaster, uh, an opportunity to, to call, you know, a Hall of Famer, the, the great highlights that, uh, that he allowed me to, to be a part of. So, you know, major, major salute to Chris Paul. And, uh, you know, it will, it will be tough to see him wearing another uniform this fall for sure. Well said, Gary. Yep. Kevin Ray, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it, boys.